the faith is. Like, it's really not about what you specifically believe, but your faith or your perspective about life outside of this kind of real world, that tends to be like a label that you use to kind of filter out what kind of business you do. Welcome to the Model Student Podcast. My name is Taylor. I am your host. And today we are talking about faith-based businesses or is your business faith-fueled? Now, it kind of seems like semantics, right, to be playing this game, but it's a thread that I've noticed in my clients, and so I really wanted to do an episode to speak to it, in part to have them, to give them an episode as a resource, but also for my listeners out there, because if you haven't heard, we've got all the downloads, people are loving what we're doing, and I'm so excited. Okay, so here's what's coming up. I've got clients who either want to be authors, they want to be illustrators, some of them want to be business owners um, in terms of like, uh, well, they all want to be business owners, but some of them want to have a public presence, some of them want to offer a service or a product, all of that, neither here nor there. What they all seem, or the majority of them seem to have in common, is that they come from some sort of religious background or they have a faith that is integral to the way that they approach life. Now, As I've said before, this is not a Christian podcast. This is a podcast, and you should know that I am a Christian. And so I could relate for sure to the experiences that so many of them are having. And what often happens is that when we're trying to set up goals and kind of articulate their their purpose and their mission and their vision in their work, it's coming back to kind of this need to figure out where does their faith fit into all of this. I see this a lot with, especially in the Christian community, and that may just be because that's the community that I'm most closely connected with, but I see this a lot, and and it's this need to kind of negotiate between what I believe God has called me to do and what that practically looks like in the world. So it could look like I'm called to help women um, come into a new identity and to know God better, and that, that sounds great until I ask you is that a ministry or is that a service that you're going to charge for? Is that part of your coaching? Is that monetizable? And if so, how? Like, what are we even talking about? And then there's this desire to then kind of become, well, a lot of us coaches will say, well, I'm a Christian women's coach. And we try to like tag on this title of Christian or whatever the faith is. Like, it's really not about what you specifically believe, but your faith or your perspective about life outside of this kind of real world, that tends to be like a label that you use to kind of filter out what kind of business you do. And here's what I would offer. For some of you, naming your business or describing your business as faith-based is actually making it harder for you to go out and fulfill your purpose. Here's why. Because when you say it is faith-based, what happens is two things. One, internally, you start filtering all of your decisions, actions, promotions, etc., through what other people think your faith should be doing. This is how I was in the beginning of my business. So I didn't want to charge too much because I was genuinely helping people and help 
um, according to the stigma within, you know, my faith is that help shouldn't cost too much. And church people don't always like to pay. And really, if you're connecting people with the way that God made them, then you shouldn't charge too much. And these are all like little unspoken parameters that we put on our ability to go out and create the business that we feel called to. And we think that it's this neutral or this like really grounded statement that says, my business is faith-based. And here's what I would offer you. Your business is a neutral entity and it's not faith-based. Now you might be faith-based, but your business is just that. It is a business. Now, if we want to talk about the values to which you run your business, then I would argue it may be more helpful to you and to the people who encounter your business to have an understanding of the values that guide that. So an example of that might be, uh, or in my case, what I would say is, I have a faith-fueled business. And it's not even something I promote. It's just someone says, how does, maybe if they ask me, like how does Christianity or how does your faith in Christ show up in the way that you coach and and things like that, I would just say, well, I'm faith-fueled, meaning the faith that I have compels me to show up for you in a way that's authentic and impotent and in integrity. It governs all of my decisions. I really believe there's a life that Christ died for you to have, and I refuse to be a part of any institution or ideology that limits you from the freedom that he died for you to have. Totally faith-fueled. But do you have to be a Christian to encounter my coaching services? Absolutely not. It is not essential for me to... Um, articulate to you anything about the Bible in order for me to help you build your business. It's It's not critical that I explain to you that Christ died for you a long, long time ago, and that that death and enables you to have access to not just eternal life, but an, an, an exceptional life even now. That's not essential to me clarifying your purpose for starting this business. That's not essential to me even helping you clarify your mission and vision. However, if you wanna know how I'm so good at it, it's because I watched Christ fulfill his purpose, mission, and vision. It's because I see that framework. I saw that model and I believe in it and it's transformed my life and the and the faith that I have in him has been literally has turned me upside down. And so therefore I'm able to show up for you in a very powerful way. But I'm not the hero of your story. I'm just the guide. And the way to guide you to that is to encourage you to be authentic. I found that every time I showed up as who I really am, thinking what I really thought, believing how I really believed, Christ was able to enter those moments. Likewise, it is my goal for my clients to empower them to do the same. Now, all of that is my part of my faith and my theology, and it's fueling all of the things that I do. It shows up in my values. I'm committed to safety. I'm committed to honor. I'm committed to authenticity. However, you will not go on my stuff and say, this is, I'm a Christian coach for Christian business owners who want to lead a Christian life and fulfill their calling, because that's not true. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just a Christian, and that's one of my labels or identities, but That's one of the things that kind of clarifies my identities. What I am is me. And you should know that part of the components of who I am is I have a faith in Jesus. But that doesn't mean that anytime you encounter my business, that you also have to align with me on that level in order to get the service or the opportunity that I'm making available to you as a service. 
So if you are attempting to write a book and it's not your desire to exclusively work with Christians, then I would ask you, is your business really faith-based? If you are selling cakes, is it a faith-based bakery? Probably not. It's probably a bakery. And the owners have a faith-fueled business, meaning the reason why they're committed to exceptional quality and the reason why they're committed to exceptional service and the reason why they will they bake with passion and fervor is because they believe certain things about themselves and maybe certain things about the world. And the reason why they give back in such significant ways is because they have an internal faith that drives them. But you don't have to be a Christian to take a bite. You guys, sometimes what we think about ourselves and about other people tends to impede us from doing the very thing we are purposed to do. So I wanted to do this episode for you, for you, the faith-fueled business owner or faith-fueled author or faith-fueled illustrator or faith-fueled graphic designer who has some beliefs about the world and about purpose and about eternity. And it isn't necessarily that somebody needs to have a, a same faith or a same language or even culture around their faith to benefit from your work. But It is to say that it is integral to who you are. It does um, dictate some things that you won't do. And because of that, you are fueled. You are compelled by a faith that you carry. And I would just offer to you that there's a way to do that that puts the responsibility on you as a person to hold your faith, not ask your customers, not ask your clients, not ask your future um endorsers or brand or brands that you want to um to uh, endorse you there's ways to carry that faith in a way that doesn't ask them to hold responsibility for your faith it's it's literally what we talk about in scripture where it says let your yay be yay and your nay be yet nay like either you sell cakes or you don't what are we talking about after that like either you sell clothes or we don't like what are we talking about Either you write books that people, that people out there can read or you don't. The rest of this is not their problem and we shouldn't make it their problem. And I would say, if you are noticing that you're having difficulty in your business, really getting your message out there, it may be because you are unintentionally communicating to others out there that it's not for them. That if they can't get down, then they're not welcome. And sometimes, sometimes that's important. Actually, a lot of times in branding, that's important to intentionally exclude people. But if the reason why you've created this business is to reach people, then maybe thinking of your business as faith-based is not helping. I hope this episode was short and insightful. That's the point of it. Um, I'm excited to work with you. If you need someone like me on your team who can help you think through maybe some of the language that seems neutral and seems common, but may unintentionally be communicating a message that isn't exactly what you intended, if you're ready to walk that out with somebody, not in just one conversation, but as you grow your business, as you build the brand that you're going to be known for, the brand that's going to create an impact in the lives of the next generation as you're building that, you're going to need a team, which is why I've created um, my membership. It is not like any other program. I'm, I'm to some degree a little unsure even what to call it because it's got a little group coaching. It's got a little one-on-one. It's got a little you know email feedback. It's got a little brand strategy. It's, it's just really 
it's the team you need. It's the setup you need in the early stages of your business because let me tell you, what you the, the game that you're used to playing working as an employee, the game that you're used to playing just working odd jobs, that's not this game. Entrepreneurship is completely different and it's a team sport and I want to be your coach and I want to give you a team. You can win, just not by yourself. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Let me help you rate and review this episode. Just like last episode, we can just keep with that trend of five stars. I'm really loving it. Um, and then leave some comments, you know, for the people who are scrolling, they like to know what you loved about it. So just go on and tell them. So I don't have to send them to you. Just go ahead and tell them in the comments um, or in the reviews, I should say. Leave it a review. And then when you're ready for more information and to kind of be a part of my team, go to the modelstudentpodcast.com, sign up, and uh, we'll just keep talking. Happy Sunday, because it's actually this episode's being recorded on a Sunday. Let's talk later. Bye.